Welcome to Hospitality 360. Wow, we're on season two. I mean, my God, we are back. We are back. And look at this crew that I got today. It's kind of amazing. I mean, Brian J. Esposito. Were you on season one? I, I forgot if you were, Brian. I think one or 200 <laughs> times. I think so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of episodes with the icon, right? The guy that's behind a lot of these transactions throughout the world um and then we got what's that how many i don't know how many yeah yeah we're a team we're the a team right so karina burton uh just revolutionary uh one of the first construction women in the industry and we got juan chavez uh he's with zapcat and also in the nft world and in nestor He's in the fitness world with Fitnessed, and I'm just going to kind of go around a little bit and kind of start with Brian and kind of give a little bit of intro to our audience. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Cam, for bringing season two back. Uh, honored to be here and, and with a great crew for, for episode one. So Brian J. Esposito, people are probably tired of hearing this. So over the last 20 years, I built a holding company. There's now over well, uh, well over 90 entities in and across 25 different industries. Uh, we're now well over 200 joint ventures around the world and, and just, uh, just rocking and rolling. I'm honored to be working with Ken and the EV hotel team. I help lead on head of strategy and throughout the last year, it's almost exactly a year, right? Ken, I think yeah, right. you, you made that announcement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been about a year. Over last year, I think we, we took the brand to uh, heights quicker than anticipated, partnering with some amazing people and companies. And uh, I think we have one of the coolest, badass hotel concept brands out in the market today. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Karina? Hey, I was going to say, wherever Ken is, Brian is, Brian, Ken, that's how, you know, that's how I was thinking today. I was like, how did I meet Ken first, Brian first? I don't know. It, it's like a blend together. So, you know, you're a dynamic duo. Always. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, Italian, you know, you got, it just works. Yeah. So for me, I am, like Ken said, uh, you know, I, I developed a specialized construction cleaning company. We are the first to franchise in the world, um, which is really exciting at CPR Construction Cleaning. But I also have a media company called Unstoppable Media, which we have really amazing things going on with that aspect of it. So it's really cool to be a part of like two really separate worlds, but yet they, they blend together because it's all about being the best in what you do and being innovative. And that's why I love hanging out with you guys, because you guys are all of that encompassed in one. Appreciate it. Thank you, Karina. And appreciate all the support they provided over, I guess it's almost a year as well. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, Juan? Thanks, Ken. Uh, my name is Juan Chavez, uh, co-founder of Zapcad, which is my, I call it my Web2 investment. Uh, it's a digital business card platform that we want to turn into the best uh, digital business card in, in the world. And then uh, my Web3 investment is uh, NF an NFT company called Mojis, and we want to be essentially the first NFT for friends and family. So we're very direct in we want, what we want to do. And... Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of what, what I do, and we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll share more throughout the day. But just want to finish it with a happy, uh, you know, as a Latino, uh, very proud to be here. I know it's Hispanic, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, so shout out to all my Latinos working hard out there and that are uh, doing their part to, to bring up the Web 2 and the Web 3 space. So honored to be here, Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Juan. Nestor? What's going on, guys? My name is Nestor Limas. I am the founder and president of FitNest, and I'm not building a Web3 fitness business. I'm a uh, day trader and a former professional soccer player turned boxer now. So uh, I live and breathe fitness all year round and it's what I love to do. Um, fitness is a business that's looking to bridge the gap between Web2 to Web3, um, utilizing team resources and platform and our benefits and perks. So uh, that's a little bit about me and thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it to be here. Thank you, Nestor. And obviously, uh, Fitnest is one of the companies that we're partnered with at EV Hotel. So appreciate the collaboration, Nestor. Um, so let me kind of dive into a few few things is, you know, we're EV, uh, Hospitality 360 is sponsored by Unstoppable Media. 
surf requests and contractors, closers and connections right here in Atlanta. Uh, we thank you for all that support and we appreciate for this upcoming season two that's just going to be unstoppable. So <laughs> a plug right there, Karina, for you. So um, I'm going to get right into it. You know, we we ended our season one, I believe it was back in June. From June to now, I mean, EV Hotel has just been on fire. Uh, we've done tremendous amount of partnerships working with Amazon, um, working with a lot of different companies like Fitnast, uh, Mojis. Uh, these are two of the NFT companies, and we'll dive little bit into that but one of the biggest announcements we've had is an EV hotel five-star resort going to be built in Punta Cana the Dominican Republic on eight acres 400 rooms being the fastest hotel brand from the United States to build outside the United States and we couldn't have done it without the amazing team including just my right-hand man inside of BB Hotel, Brian J. Esposito. So a lot of these great things are coming and we have tremendous new things probably gonna be rolled out in probably the next 30 to 60 days as well. And I would say we just finished up the lodging conference, great event at the lodging conference in Phoenix where we were the platinum sponsor. We displayed our smart devices and technologies for the first time ever and just the support after they saw what we're doing has been just tremendous. And the calls that have been coming in to even get more potentially new locations of EV hotel around the country, um, including Miami. And there will be more news about that coming up in the near future. But for now, I'll leave you with the suspense. So, <laughs> um, so I want to kind of dive into our first piece and it is really about the metaverse right and the nfts and this is about bringing hospitality and crypto together um the metaverse is going to change lives now how is it going to change lives because we have to match innovation to technology the if you look at the metaverse, it's experiences. It's all about experiences. And innovation is all about experiences. Now, what does that really mean? Well, one of the biggest things, and I, I just put it on LinkedIn a, a while back, uh, maybe an hour or so ago, that we were going to have a massive announcement here on Hospitality 360. And that massive announcement is EV Hotel is now getting ready for its pre-launch and then the official launch and somewhere in the 30 to 45 days is the EV Hotel NFT. And that NFT is going to change the landscape of the loyalty programs and offer the exclusive membership. Now the EV Hotel NFT holders will be able to own their own room. They will get more perks and more benefits than any other loyalty program in the world. And I am going to take it right to Brian J. Esposito on this one, because him and I have been working on this for, <laughs> what, what is it, like eight months? Long time. Long, Long time, time coming. So, uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about? All the, <laughs> all the, all the, the, Wait, what do you think about this EV hotel NFT now? Uh, what I think first and foremost, I can't wait to see all the other brands try to rush and create one and have uh, have no real guidance on how to do it. And that's what we're going to see. They're going to they're going to drop something, and and it's going to really not correct uh, correctly connect with the community. Uh, Juan and Nestor, you know, and Ken, of course, you know how uh, Karina. I'm sorry if I leave you out, but if you know, jump in firsthand uh, how em emotional these community members can be. And, you know, one of the things I've been very uh, specific about with, uh, again, I get to work with some great brands around the world, incredible Fortune 500 companies, even Fortune 50 companies. I'm telling all of these companies, if you're not going to go into the metaverse or if you're, you're not going to go into the NFT game, unless you're going to do it correctly, take your time, do it right, 
make sure there's real utility and value behind it. And don't just drop something or a piece of news and say that you're in the NFT space, you're in the metaverse space. It doesn't work. And and more more importantly, it, it doesn't work where it could actually blackball your brand in real life where these community members start to attack you and say, we're not doing business with that company or that brand. They're just trying to take advantage of us. They're just trying to take money from us. They're just trying to drop something into this market that every other company is trying to do. So Ken, which is why it took us eight months to develop this and do this was what is the real value? What is the guest really looking for? What is this community really looking for? And we've even taken it to a point where how can this actually also be a tool and resource and even maybe a forced savings mechanism for potential future staff of an EV hotel. So there's so many mechanisms and reasonings behind what we've developed, the real value behind it, the the price points behind it. Everything has been uh, worked down to the bone. I mean, Fred and Kevin over our, our other team members on this at um, 10X, it's just every week, every day, there's messages going by, what is the value? What is the offering? And how does this connect to, to a community? And how do we bring in those well-established uh, entrepreneurs, the business traveler, the family? What, what would they want to look for? And, and how maybe this will be their first NFT because it connects to their travel schedule. It connects to maybe some of their vacation times that they want to use. And what is the real value and opportunity that we're bringing? Uh, so th- for that, those reasons, we, we're ready to, to drop this thing. It doesn't matter what the market conditions are because EV Hotel is, is rocking anyway. This is another great component to bring in that community and to offer the NFT uh, aspect to what it really opens up for them being a part of our EV hotel community. Yeah, and I mean, Brian, you know, the amount of ambassadors and the great ambassadors, including two of them right here that we've got with Karina and Juan, is we've built a team. We've built a team and the project with the amount of utility that's behind it and you know, that's why it's taken us, as Brian said, eight months, um, the tokenomics behind it, to how we've created real value. This is real value. So, Karina? You know, it's funny because Brian's like, I'm not sure, you know, he didn't mention my name. But the thing that gets me excited and why I'm on the show, to be honest, is, you know, as somebody who builds brands and creates uh, an experience for people to want to be a part of what I'm offering is what's really exciting about what you're doing, right? There's some keywords that you said. It's community, innovation, trust. And those are the things that, you know, people are not doing in this space anymore. It's really that whole same, you know, I've been going to this, um, you know, type of host, uh, hotel space for such a long time that I trust it, right? But who's going to come in and knock the walls and be like, no, we're going to come in and we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to supersede that. We're going to build a brand that builds trust and community and innovation, which is really exciting. And I think the fun thing about the NFT is that it really gives that tangible. So people like myself who really are not as, you know, this is not something I do on a daily basis, but I feel more inclined to be someone who's a buyer any user because it makes sense for me and you bring your families and you can have, you know, totally these amazing endless opportunities having this NFT correlated with um, EV hotels. Well said. Well said. Thank you, Karina. Uh, Nestor. Yeah. um, This hotel is mind blowing. Um, When I was looking into it and reading about it, uh, like smart everything that sounds like my kind of style <laughs> um, and not even to to get into the nft side of things too it is uh you, you you hear like brian was saying you hear people trying to develop nft projects or nft businesses and they go about the wrong way they they think because they have a name behind them that they can drop anything and it will sell instantly the uh the west Street community is literally um a different world uh, we have conversations about this all the time. We're trying to figure out why Web3 it is what, the way it is. But simply, it, it's just a different world out there. Things move at, you know, 100,000 miles per hour. One week in the Web3 world is like a month in the real world. So there's just a lot happening over there. And the fact that um, hotels is able to, one, develop the amount of hotels that they're developing, 
beforehand and now doing tokenomics behind NFTs and blockchain, it, it's revolutionizing the whole entire hospitality industry, which is very, very exciting to see. And that's why, you know, Fitness is very excited to be a part of keeping hotel and everything that they're contributing to. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think everybody on this panel know there is no hotel brand as big as EV hotel inside of the NFT communities. There is no other hotel brand. We are the only one. It's not going to be, we're not going to be the last one, but we're obviously creating a revolution to bring hospitality and the NFT communities together. Juan? Yeah, the, the, Ken, the two things that stood out really to me were, number one, the clarity of, of the, the plan you want to put out there. So it's very, very clear about how, you know, kind of the, the, the benefits, you know, just not to give it away, but how many nights pretty much you get, right? So I love how you, you made it very clear and straightforward as opposed to a lot of these reward programs that are out there where it's like you kind of start spending, you don't know. So I, I love how direct and, and uh, you were. And then the second thing that really stood out was how you plan to leverage the, the uh, within your hotel uh, structure, the NFT lobby. And I loved hearing you at the uh, lodging convention when you would talk about how the lobby is technically a loss for most uh, companies and how you plan to turn that specific space into uh, a space of revenue. And so I think those were the, uh, through NFTs, of course. And so I think those were the two things that really stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this is a change, right? Um, I keep saying the Tesla effect is we are, we are striving to make the proper changes in this industry. And, you know, Brian and I have been working on for a year. Um, when you're starting a brand, when you're developing a brand, it doesn't happen overnight. And this is what we've been doing for a year. We're in a great place. And this EV Hotel NFT, is it, it's going to put it in the best place. So, and that is exactly what this NFT will be about. It will be one of the best, one of the best. And Brian, I'll hand you the award at the NFT New York City when they announce the best NFT project, okay? We'll, we'll be up there for sure. And, and, yeah. and one quick point, because I didn't want to... Uh, disrespect Karina. Like I think she's the most amazing, smartest woman I know. Reason I said Juan and Nestor is that they're they're highly involved in starting and leading the Mojis and Fitness NFT projects. So Karina, you'll see firsthand and hands-on being part of EV Hotel NFT how different the mentality is for these community members. That's the reason why I was specifically focused on them because they're in it twenty-four-seven and uh, part of the monster that you that you'll see very soon. And Brian, by the way, un Karina, Unstoppable NFTs are on the way. Let them know. Oh, yeah. Let them know. That's right. Um, I'm actually super excited about good. having Unstoppable NFTs. Like, that makes my heart so happy. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So the next piece we have, um, and, you know, I get speechless at this because I don't know who the hell is running these IT departments, but, you know, it just happens to be that IEG had another cyber attack. Uh, it disrupted their booking systems. It created, I think it affected a tremendous amount of hotels, uh, tremendous amount of hotels. And because of this cyber attack, now they have multiple lawsuits from franchisees uh, that are suing the IEG corporation. Uh, I believe it was like 6,000 hotels. I'm sure it was a lot more than that. But but, 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 <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened, okay? Back in 2017, they had a three-month security breach. I'm like, how did anybody find out for three months that there's a security <laughs> breach? You know, it made no sense to me. It impacted 1,200 intercontinental hotels back then. Now, people might not know this. The people that hacked this, they, they went by the name of TP. <laughs> um, and they gained access to the IHE's internal IT net network by tricking an employee into downloading a malicious piece of software. They said the password was very weak. Okay. <laughs> so all of these things. Now, 
and I've been a big component of crypto, right? I've just been a big component of crypto. This resolves it because they can't get the infrastructure correct at these IT departments. IEG is not the only one. It's happened to Marriott. I'm not going to speculate because I don't know the exact number, but I know it's more than one. Um, it's happened at other hotel brands. So it's obviously an issue. It's, it's a repeated issue. And they cannot find a way to get this resolved because they said the password that was there, 200,000 employees had access to this password. Okay. It was an open, open file somewhere that they had access to this password. So obviously it's, it was whether it was mishandled or what was going on. It, it's amazing for me to see that these kind of things can happen at big corporations and there's a simple fix to that. So I'm going to go to you first, Juan. What is your take on this? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, having Zapcat and Zapcat, uh, we are a digital business card platform, which means we get people to sign up to our essentially a free product, right? And so um, we don't ask for a lot of information because, again, the data side of things uh, scares the living heck out, out, of, out of us. Because at the end of the day, when you're talking about people's data, there is there's only one person at fault. So, like, if we get hacked, they're not going to care about how it happened, what kind of malicious firmware it was. All they're going to look at is, like, my identity was stolen and I'm going to sue you. So, um, yeah, I think I'm personally surprised it doesn't happen more often just because when you walk into a lot of these hotels and then you see the infrastructure that's in place from the compete. I mean, you can look at a computer and go, wow, that's, that's a 20 year old computer. Like, you know, they're not running windows 11 on that. Right. And so it's very, it's very clear that the infrastructure that hotels have, are not protected the right way. And, and I think it's because historically, it's not an industry that's relied too much on technology just based on walking in there. So when you don't rely on technology, you're kind of fighting the when the cloud system was being implemented and all these companies were on the cloud, uh, a lot of these hotel companies didn't do that. And so for example, Zapcat, we use AWS. And so for us, uh, if we were to ever get hacked, it would be on the AWS server and so it's a bigger problem than just a Zapcat thing. It's also, hey, why is AWS getting hacked, right? So it's a partnership there as well. But yeah, I'm I'm just surprised it doesn't happen more, considering well, how. And and I want to I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to add a piece in there when you said cloud, right? So a lot of these property management systems they have at hotels are not on the cloud. Opera is one of the largest providers where they have the Opera property management system and best western just stated that they're going to all their properties on cloud i mean we're in 2022 and we don't have systems that are on the cloud you know what i mean this is just this is part of why ev hotel is a technology leader right now in the brand sector that is why people are looking at us as almost like the savior because they're tired of things like this happening. Uh, Brian? Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of concerning points. Uh, with my beauty company early on in my career, I had one of the top beauty websites in the world, and I was under attack by, uh, I can't say the name, but a competitor, which which it came out to be. So it's interesting to see when a company is specifically targeted, there's so many reasons as to what that target is and why the reasoning is. Uh, for me, it was I wasn't concerned because they weren't getting any credit card information. They weren't getting any address information. It was more of a tack to kind of shut my site down so that the consumers can go to another brand uh, for buying their products or the, or the beauty products that they wanted. So I got really skilled as to where was the vulnerability, what do I got to do to get my site back up and running, and how do I make sure it doesn't happen again? What's nerve-wracking about the hospitality space in this happening is the hacker – not only gets the, the booking information of that facility as to uh, who the, who may be visiting that, but more importantly, you can make an assumption, well, if there's a family of six going to that hotel or that hotel chain, there's a good chance that their home is not being occupied, and that's a great target for someone to go and possibly rob. So depending upon the motivation and the reasoning as to why the hack, there's there's a lot of concerning features when it relates to somebody booking travel and where they may be at a specific time. And there's obviously more escalated threats if somebody that's potentially an, uh, of influence is staying at those properties and not using a, um, a, a different type of name or um, 
so it's not their actual call name. Uh, so, but yeah, these hacks happen. It happened to Target. It happens to everybody. When you're utilizing a system for anything, it, it's not perfect. There's always a backdoor. Some people believe that there's a backdoor left in for a reason, and that's this has been happening since software was developed. So obviously, it's not going to stop. You know, there's brilliant, smart people out there, and there's always a hack. There's always something. There's always a door left open somewhere. So. With that being said, yes, blockchain and decentralized networks really stop that from happening because there's not a central server where that information can be accessed, hacked, and and the information can be stolen, taken, or hijacked, or or or, or owed for ransom. So we need to get there. And and Ken, one of the main reasons why antiquated companies and businesses and networks like the hospitality industry. They were they could never adapt into new technologies and innovations because they're handcuffed to what their traditional uh, technologies are, where their information is stored, or if they're using systems that are from ten years ago. You can't plug in new technology; it doesn't go back that far. Therefore, they can't evolve, and that's one of the main things you set out to fix when you created EV Hotel, and one of the very exciting reasons why I joined you to create this. What does the next evolution of a hotel look like and how do we make this thing as technologically advanced, but also protect things like privacy, data, payments, connectivity? Uh, One thing that is unfortunate in this situation, which we're going to have have, uh, uh, mechanisms in place, if you do have a cloud-based infrastructure, but you don't have connectivity to the cloud or you're facility is down with power, then you're also out of business in that moment. So that's why we have parallel mesh networking technology, such as Nodal, such as MetaLife, where we can constantly connect and communicate with our staff and guests. So a complete cloud-based environment is great as long as you have power and connectivity to the cloud. If you don't, then you're back in the Stone Ages and you can't do anything. So there's got to be this hybrid of all these technologies and solutions working together. Well said, as always, Brian. Well Thanks. Seen. That's the Harlem Standard whiskey talking. Yeah. So it seems to be <laughs> awesome. Nestor? Yeah, I want to piggyback off what Brian was saying when it comes to the blockchain technology and security. Um, and how he was saying that traditional security interfaces are usually there's like a backdoor. And he was making jokes saying it's usually a backdoor for a reason. In the, in the blockchain industry and, and that whole technology, the only backdoor is that that user that's utilizing the information at that moment in time. It's by that individual clicking an anonymous link, and then that link is then getting access to certain information based on that user. That's the only way for people to get "quote unquote" hacks in the blockchain and NFT and Web three world, because. Everything's so encrypted. When you send um, Ethereum from one person to the other person, it goes through so many uh, uh, pre-checks. And maybe sometimes it's 50 pre-checks, sometimes it's um, 20, however many it may be at that moment in time, it goes through so many layers of security. And that same concept happens with, you know, sending an NFT somewhere else or even signing a contract on the blockchain and things like that. The moment you sign the contract on a blockchain, it then opens up the the two paths of communications or two paths of connecting um, through those two individuals. So with that being said, implementing it into hotels, it, it's going to be very, very safe for hotels to say, hey, um, we're a blockchain-based uh, interface, meaning that anything you do through us, through our official website, will be 100% clean, 100% transparent, and the accessibility of somebody hacking us is extremely rare obviously there could be that one genius that figures out how to crack the code of the blockchain <laughs> but um same time that may not be an issue right now but uh but yeah i just wanted to piggyback what brian was saying because it's blockchain is tremendous i i think and you know and and it's going back to the point of hospitality here hospitality has always been followers and not leaders and here at EV Hotel, we're leaders and we're going to expect them to follow us to what we're doing. So this is why we have to lead the charge and get this change because it, it, this just can't keep happening. It, it's kind of, to me, it's absurd that it keeps happening. But Karina? 
you know, so when I was reading that article, like my, my mentality went straight to just experience just within construction, because so many times you see uh, business owners and specifically we'll talk about hotels because that's what this topic is on. But, you know, you see that they put lipstick on, you know, a mess. They really are not caring about the customer. They're caring about the dollar and how it's going to benefit them. You go into a newly renovated hotel and more often than not, you can see where they cut corners and it's literally just lipstick. So it made me really think, well, if that's how they treat customers and that's what they think that they deserve, the quality, right? We're, we're spending more money because now it looks pretty, but really behind the walls, it's gross. It's dirty. It's trash. There is mold. Like there's so many bad things when they go in and they think, okay, if I make it look pretty then nobody really knows what's happening behind closed doors. And so it made me think this is the quality that they want to give their customers. Why would they care about the back end? Why would they care about my safety? You know, my, um, my online safety, they're not going to, and it just goes to show once again, their followers, they're not innovators. They're just trying to do what everybody's been doing over and over the same repetition and EV hotels doing something totally different, right? Customers are important. Quality is extremely important. Innovation is top of the line. And everyone else has just been kind of been able to pull along with nobody disrupting the hospitality industry. And I love that. So that kind of takes me to my next thing about innovation, okay? <laughs> I mean, there is no better place in the world than this place right here that leads innovation, okay? Completely, I mean, hands down, leads innovation, right? Uh, Dubai is building a gigantic $5 billion moon-shaped mega resort, okay? Dubai does it again. I mean, <laughs> they just do it again. I mean, they're going to do it over and over, and they do it again. So three... <laughs> 300 private boutique residences known as their Sky Villas is going to be the largest and most successful modern day tourism project. It's going to double the tourism in Dubai by, I think they're expecting 2.5 million visitors for this. It's got an in-house moon shuttle with other amenities. It's going to be built over two years, will be 735 feet in height. Now, what kind of got me about this? It takes two years to build a hotel here in the United States. It's taken them two years to build this $5 billion, gigantic, <laughs> monstrous, live-shaped moon. You don't even have to know Bezos or Musk now anymore. You can just go to this thing over there. But, I mean, this is, to me, it's amazing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk to them. Maybe we'll put the EV hotel next door and we'll ask them if we can get about the same height. But, you know, this is, um, it's one of those projects. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited, but it's not an EV hotel, right? So it doesn't excite me as much, but... I want to see what a $5 billion hotel looks like, you know, because I don't even know, maybe there is a billion dollar hotel out there, but I don't even know of a billion dollar hotel and they just went 5 billion. So uh, Plaza Plaza almost sold for a billion. Almost, see, almost. <laughs> so this is like, they went, they just, they're like 5 billion. They didn't even stay. They didn't go to 3 billion, you know, or four. They're like straight to five, you know, but that's Dubai for you. So, Brian, what do you what do you think? I know we talk about all these, you know, crazy themed hotels, Sports Illustrated, you know, uh, Blue's Clues, <laughs> whatever it is out there these days. But, you know, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like you said, Dubai does it best. And when you have uh, unlimited amount of funds to really build a – anyway bring water to the desert you can kind of do anything they do this in vegas the 
there's an old George Carlin comedian skit. If you follow him or not, he's, he's fantastic. It's from the nineties. And he said, one of the best ways to simulate an economy is to build the next biggest, greatest. I won't curse. And like what he said, but just go and build something amazing and people will come and, and, and visit it. And this is proof of that. Right. Uh, Dubai gets what? 20 million visitors a year. I think 16 or so million are international. Um, uh, business. It's a business hub. That's what Dubai is. It's a place where people sit in a lobby and strike business deals. And that's where people go to accomplish these, these types of arrangements. So you got to give them these types of experiences. And, and, you know, uh, Ken, you know, we have space holdings and we do things like Copernic space, which is connecting the space economy and offering NFTs to be able to actually be part of that. Bapes has their space Bapes project launching in a month. So, uh, space has been finally opened up to the public and this is a great way to, to for the public to experience that you mentioned bezos you mentioned um who else did you mention for uh oh, musk and you also have richard yeah. branson so you have you had the government agencies that controlled space you had the tech companies that allowed for satellite connectivity and communication mm-hmm. like sirius and all those companies um and now you have the billionaires was the next phase that opened up their their business models to have space exploration, but it was a, it was a way for them to be exciting and be relevant and raise a bunch of money. But now you have the opportunity for the public to connect with the space economy, which has never been happened happened before in life. You look at when um, when we landed on the moon in the late sixties, everybody was glued to their TV. When Elon launches a rocket that lands back on itself, everybody's glued to their TV or to their social media uh, account. So everybody loves space. They love the unknown. And now if you can bring that to Earth and make it more accessible, uh, I love the move. Um, yeah. A lot of cities and towns around the world have their uh, their their space centers and their ability to see moon rocks and whatever may have impacted our Earth that they collected. So Everybody's obsessed with that, and uh, and this is great to see. I assume they're going to do it right. They do everything right over there, so it's not going to be corny. It's not going to oh, be gimmicky. Uh, I don't think, like you said, I don't think a Blue's Clues dog is going to be bouncing around the this five billion dollar property. But I, I think yeah. it'll be great. Uh, and who's not going to want to see it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think Brian, you know, my love for Dubai. That's always a big place in my heart. So spending four years there, and you know. I think they're going to do an amazing, amazing job with this. And they're expecting 2.5 million. I'm going to probably raise the bar and say at least 10 million, you know, annually going there. Right. And I've always said the Jetsons have created the space aspect to what our minds are about space itself, you know, with Rosie, the robot, (laughs) The Jetsons, you know, I'm like, everybody got engaged about, okay, what does space look like? But- well, I hope they're uh, not interrupt you, but I hope they're going to be master planning it. At some point, the Ubers of the world mm-hmm. uh, are going to have the flying car transportation. So it'd be really cool if they incorporate that into this hotel where you take that Uber flying car 10 years from now and it actually pulls up into your room or some aspect of that, you know, to be determined. But I hope they're master planning as to where uh, travel and, uh, um, you know how, how vehicles get us to where we're going. I hope they're looking looking into in, incorporating. They that. they definitely are, from what I hear. It's they're definitely looking into that aspect. They're trying to create their own, right? Um, and even with their smart city that they're developing there. So there's so much great stuff that's happening in that part of the world, and and I just wish that we we don't have the capital here, but I think some of the things we can take. You know, and some of the things we can learn from what they've been doing, especially on the tourism side. I mean, when you say the word Dubai, there isn't a single soul out there that doesn't know that word. And it's impressive. So, Karina? Um, first off, I'd love, well, I want to visit. And then I also want my company to go do all the construction cleaning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <laughs> maybe I can just stay there while they're doing that. Um, no, that it's beyond my brain can't even understand like how the engineering to create that and it be sustainable. I mean, the minds that create this is um, like, you can't even say the word amazing because that's not even sufficient. So I'd love to be able to like pick their brain and be like, where did you get this 
not only the creative idea, but like the logistics on how to actually make it possible. And then I really want to see it in person. <laughs> they, they and who signed the permits? I want to know who signed those permits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's so many questions I have to the people who have literally put this together and are now like running with it. Just so I, I think it's usually, it works like this. They, <laughs> they say that I want that and then it's a done deal. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, no permits. I'm, I'm excited to see what buildings and windows are now impacted by this giant. Yeah. Moon. It's, it's, they used to have great view that, staring at a giant moon. They're like, find me the best GC, the general contractor, <laughs> the one that can build it. And I want it this high. And that's it. Yeah. You know? Let me know. Exactly. Figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nestor? Yeah. That, when I saw that, I was like mind blown that they're literally bringing the moon places do buy but um on a serious note um i feel like that really shows a big example that the sky literally is the limit you can do whatever you want how you want to do it with the right mindset the right team and the right funding you can do whatever it is that you want to do now the way i look at it is they're building this like one-of-a-kind hotel and when i see that it's like okay Obviously, that's Dubai, but what can I take from this and implement it into here and take what they're doing and make it innovative to what I want to do? And that way, I can be the, the leading uh, brand or a hotel or whatever it may be in my area, in my space, because, you know, Dubai is obviously going to do things first with everything. Mm -hmm. So why not just learn from them and then go and join them and be like, hey, I did what you did in the States. Let's compete <laughs> in, a, in a positive way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, um, with them, they always want to be first to market. They want to have the biggest and the widest. You know, that's how they operate over there. So if you think you're going to try to build something bigger than them and wider than them, it's probably not going to happen. So just fair warning to everybody listening in, okay? <laughs> try to get, get a little below of their biggest one and the widest, and you'll be okay. One. Well, to your point, um, you know, I know the first one that's kind of the same design as that is the Sphere in Las Vegas. So I, I was there in July, I believe, for Impocon, and I got to walk around it and just see, like, wow, like this thing is crazy because uh, you can see the metal kind of like the way the metal is kind of turning in a circle and just the the engineering feet. But the thing that it stands overall is how architecture is kind of changing in front of our eyes, where as before, a lot of the buildings are just kind of like rectangles going up right and so it's just maybe like even salesforce tower because i live in san francisco like you look at that in transamerica tower they're the same all the all the, the engineers did was make the the salesforce tower a lot more wider just kind of like bigger for from a width perspective so um i just think the architecture that we're seeing in today's era is much more uh, daring people are going for things that historically you, you wouldn't have uh, gone for so I love the innovation. I, I love the one in Punta Cana. And, uh, you know, obviously, shout out to, to to Brian and Ken for the one in uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, the smart city. I think that design is amazing. And I, I think when that design is over, people are going to look at that and go, wow, like this is a new architecturing era that was kind of being ushered in by these uh, crypto companies because the innovation in crypto in itself is leading to innovation in, in the architecture. So I love, I love the innovation that's, from a construction perspective that's happening in the hospitality space. Thank you, Juan. Appreciate that. Um, great insights by everyone. So we go from the moon and we go to space. Um, Hilton says they're going to bring a hotel to space. <laughs> They've signed on with Star Lab soon as 2025. So my issue with this is uh, kind of the issue I have for a very long time. They just skipped the technology piece and they went to space. So they, they forgot that they need technology in hotels, but they want to take it to space. So I, I don't really understand this. And they say they're very big into innovation and they, they're trying to... Uh, try to change the world or what they're doing. I have no idea, but I highly doubt this is going to go through. 
to be honest with you. Um, I don't think, and if it does, then I'll be very shocked. But until they get the technology piece correct, you know, I don't really think this is going to happen. I, I don't really think it's going to happen. Karina, what do you think? Do you think, do they got a construction cleaning in space? Well, they need it. Unless we could franchise all the way out in space, right? Who wants to be a buyer right now? Hit me up. I had to laugh when I read this because um, I'm actually staying at a Hilton right now. I don't typically stay at Hilton's, but um, I'm in Philadelphia right now. Um, and when I saw the hotel, it's beautiful from the outside. You walk in, they did a really beautiful job with the lobby and um the bar the little uh, restaurant that they have and then you get to the um to the elevators and you walk into the elevator and it's so outdated the buttons are outdated you go upstairs into into the uh to the floors and i'm like oh my gosh it's not even what you would think how the downstairs would even look and you go into the, you know, it's clean. So it's like, okay, I accept this. I had to laugh when I saw this because I'm like, why don't they fix what they have going on here first? And, and like, let's get that up to par before we're like dumping all this money into building this cloud of saying, I'm going out to space. Like you fix your, your home first and then you elevate. But yeah, I totally agree. There's no technology in here. Everything is very outdated. Um, and you know, they don't bury you the price by any means. They're like, I'm going to charge you top dollar, but the quality is at par best, right? Like I know I'm staying in a nice clean hotel, but that's yeah. it. Nothing. Else. Yeah. I, I think you, you said it. So, right. I, I mean, the prices keep going up and the quality keeps going down. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's it to me it's horrendous i think they've never had a plan and i i'm not i'm not only saying hilton i think it's an overall issue uh they just haven't had a plan of it you know what i mean so it's just amazing that we think it's okay to charge more and provide less and it shouldn't happen i think like being a being a buyer right i'm here spending money to stay at the hilton and it kind of when you think about it, it can be a little bit frustrating. Like, why would you spend the dollars into doing this when you really need to focus on customer experience on Earth? Not in space quite yet. You know, yeah. once this, then go into space. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't. I. That's why I don't take it seriously. I mean, I think they're they're in space now because that's how they're thinking. <laughs> they're you know, so. uh, but Brian. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the points Karina said I, I wanted to touch on, so I'm not going to touch on those. So well said. Uh, a few points to, to, to really think about is the it's a naming rights. I, I, I always speak from experience that so there's no way Hilton's team and uh, technologies have been proven to be allowed into space because, as Karina said, they don't even operate in that at that level here on earth and in their facilities. So, you know, T-Mobile didn't build their stadiums, MetLife didn't build their stadiums, so on and so forth. They put their name on it. So this is going to be built. So I don't, I don't want to point that Hilton doesn't have the technology to, to do this because I, I, I'm under the impression it's a naming rights play and all the tech that's going to be there is approved to be transported out of this earth into that world. Everything has to be approved, every material, every piece of technology. So, there's no way Hilton has that. And if they do, God bless you. That's amazing. I, I didn't know you were, had that type of uh, division inside of your inside of your company. Oh, they don't have it. I can tell you. <laughs> so that, that's, that's that part. And I'm only speaking from experience because, again, right. we're, we're moving things on these lunar uh, missions. I understand what materials are allowed, what's not allowed, what tech's allowed, what not, what's not allowed. So that's why I'm speaking from my experiences. Secondly, why the hell you choose Hilton? It should be a sixth sense and a mon, an EV hotel, uh, yeah. something of this is not going to be a $400 a night trip to go and spend the night at the Hilton uh, guest suites in space. It's going to be ridiculously expensive. So why not pair that with a ridiculously expensive 
brand that's already out in the market. So I don't like the marketing play. I assume it went to bid. Hilton said that's a great play, threw a tr- crazy bid out there and got it. Again, these are my assumptions. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. 100% correct, but it, it's a shame that that was the brand chosen. And, and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that Hilton will do this. Maybe they'll start to learn about things that they didn't know about. Maybe they'll say, this is great for space. Let's bring some of this stuff down to earth and make our facilities like Karina mentioned much more advanced and make our guests and staff happy. Everything that EV hotel is set out to do. I just, I just hated seeing that great play. And see, I, I mean, aren't they using, are they using Voyager? Aren't they using Branson's company to bring the thing up there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So why isn't it? A, why isn't it a version hotel? Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, don't I, I was reading that. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm mind boggled as much as you are that how can a Hilton that that consumer is not even used to a thousand dollar a night rate? Oh uh, no, They'll be you know what I mean. So I mean, how can that play into a hotel of this sort? You know, I mean, I would I would think more of like a Burj client right Mm -hmm. and i would think more of just like you said six cents maybe one hotel sh hotel Mm -hmm. with our friend raul and you know but this made no sense to me at all it 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 was like did they just throw tons of money in to get this and then they didn't want they said we we don't have the capital to throw it into technology because we have to replace legacy items. So I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Juan? Yeah, same here. I, I read it and I was like, uh, eye candy, uh, you know, just yeah. something. I think Karina said it best earlier. They put lipstick on a, on a problem, right? So this is more like, hey, look, we're, we're innovating, we're moving forward, but we're not because the, the two biggest things that stood out to me is as someone that's been skydiving, when you go uh, 10, I think it's 18,500 feet is the, the legal limit before you have to wear a mask because then the oxygen becomes an issue. So I've been, I've been 18,500 feet. The liability waiver is insane. I'm talking about like it almost takes like an hour just to sign the liability. You're signing away your life, your, 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 your children, and pretty much the world. You're giving it up when you go on that plane. So that was the first thing is like who's going to actually be crazy enough to uh, – uh, take on this the insurance for for such a, a trip right because if something goes and the second thing it just doesn't make sense is in uh, 2019 we got uh, we were at Zimtopia and we got to meet an astronaut and he actually showed like videos that nobody else sees and one that really stood out to me was him making a taco because when you see uh, how space how food doesn't actually move and so he, he prepared the taco he, he let it flow and so the next question I had was like well, what about hygiene you know like you're gonna go up there the hygiene's gonna be all weird you know the uh, he, he already said it's pretty dirty up there so are you paying thousands of dollars to go hang out in a dirty place so that that, that was pretty much my uh overall points for from this article thanks juan nester yeah everyone touched on it on it perfectly um yeah they're in space thinking that they're going to go to space <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. i just i, I just Maybe. i just yeah I, I just don't really know how it's feasible me personally um, and what Karina and Juan and Brian are all saying, focus on here first, become the ex- experts, the best here, and then go out of the world. Well, and, and, and I think it goes back to the hospitality thought process, right? Always skip something. We're always skipping, skipping, skipping. We, we don't go in a straight line. It's just, it's never happened, you know? They go, they forget about the technology and they're like, oh, you know what? We we need to focus on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> we're, we're like, people love Wi-Fi, so we need to get better Wi-Fi in hotels, you know? But you have lines at the front desk and you, you're still giving keys to guests. While the airlines, you go straight to the security gate. So this is the problem we have. But now they want... To forget about Earth and go to space, you know. So they're like the Earth problems are too tough. We need to go to space. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think their thought process is they're in the Will Smith Independence Day movie and they're trying to fight the aliens. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's it too. So we'll go from space to crypto. 
So we have we have some crypto hotels, but they're not the EV hotel crypto hotel. Um, they're like accepting crypto. So more hotels, more properties are accepting crypto. In the United States, really, it's only the Kessler collection, but they go through BitPay to accept the crypto. Um, there's the benefits of paying with crypto, right? We talk about it's easy as paying with credit cards. There's no need to convert the currency. Low cost than credit card fees prevents fraud. So you got that aspect of crypto there. Then you've got the NFT aspect. And it goes back to them stating in this article piece that they think there was a prominent person that quoted saying the NFTs are going to be the future. Uh, they're going to over subside the loyalty programs. And because NFTs are going to offer exclusive memberships. So mindful of this, what we've been creating for eight months is the EV hotel NFT. That's the exclusive membership. And they're stating this in the article piece that just came out this week. Okay. NFT holders will get discounts and perks. Same thing with the EV hotel NFTs providing, right? So my point in this is that what we're doing is people are understanding that we're doing the right thing. We're doing something that's very innovative, very revolutionary, and going to change the landscape of hospitality. But the problem is in this list, in this article, there were a bunch of hotels that were outside the United States. Okay. There was only one, the Kessler Collection. That's it. And we have how many hotels here? Tremendous amount. 80% of the market share is controlled by the top five brands. And you don't have one of the top five brands named in there. That's an issue. So, I mean, Karina, you're staying at a Hilton right now. Did you, were you able to use your crypto? <laughs> no, they just asked for my credit card. Yeah, no, crypto. Your credit card, please. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're missing the mark because the younger generation, I mean, people that I've hired that are in the younger generation into my companies, they have their crypto cards that they use to go buy stuff with it. And it's like, if you don't allow that to be involved in your companies, you're missing the mark of innovation, of growth, because it's happening, whether yeah. people like it or not, it's happening. So how are you going to be progressive and innovative? Sorry, I jumped right in there. You didn't ask me really. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Take control, Karina. That's why you got to where you got. Take control. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's well said. Look, I mean, EV Hotel is going to be the first hotel brand to accept crypto and process crypto, right? We have our own wallet. So, I mean, this is the play. And it, I I just don't think they want to understand. It's not that they do, do understand and they don't want to do it. They just don't want to, they don't want to understand they think it's it's going to falter and it's not as important. But then you got millions of users of crypto. And this is the way it affects the international traveler, right? The international traveler doesn't have to convert currency. And there's a lot of things that go into this. But Brian? goes back to one of the earlier articles where you have antiquated systems not being able to offer these types of things. And, um, you know, crypto now has been around for over a decade. So it's, it's long enough for these corporations to have divisions inside of their companies to have leads on this. So metaverse is a little bit different. I, I've been comparing the metaverse move much like when social media became of existence with Facebook and MySpace back in the day, then Twitter and all the Instagrams of the world. There was no social media director. There was nobody in the house at these big corporations that understood the market and brought in technologies and solutions to be able to offer this to their growing customer base or even to their staff. That is very obviously that that's missing in all of these companies. They didn't even get behind crypto. Now they're rushing to get in, into the metaverse Web3 move. There's just not the right talent in-house, which is why, Ken, you know, we're working with great universities around the country like Arizona State and 
Monmouth University and a few more will be announcing, but it's, it's the, it's the, the, the arsenal of human resources that are skilled in this, that's going to properly be able to lead these companies to do it correctly. These brands don't know how to do it. I don't knock them for that. Um, but when they partner with, um, was it bit, bit pay, bit pay. Yeah. yeah. It's not sexy. It's not what crypto enthusiasts want to hear or understand or know. They want to be able to be in an environment like EV Hotel, what we built here, and pay for their turkey sandwich with whatever crypto they have in their wallet. They want to easily tip the housekeeping couple bucks in crypto for taking care of their room. They want to be able to earn there too, which is why companies like Noble, when they're walking around and connecting to IoT devices, are actually making money while they're staying there. This is what the community wants. They want to walk through the lobby and the phone of their MetaMask while they connect to a system that throws up their NFT so they could feel that ego and pride. And like, I own that Moji or I have that fitness NFT and I'm going to use that NFT that I just walked past in the lobby to go to the fitness uh, facility to go and work out for a few minutes. And then all the perks and rewards I'm going to get there. If you're not offering that complete loop, don't even get involved because these people are going to be insulted and they're going to be mad and they're not going to give your brand any of their time. And again, we we learned that we put that together. Mm-hmm. You listen to these communities, you feel what they want to experience, and then you do the best that you can to bring in technologies to offer it. And then the more painful thing, Ken, which me and you know firsthand, if you can't find it, you got to go and build it, and that's expensive as hell. And and it's okay. The long term game is to give the staff, give the guests, give the traveler what they want in this new evolution of what are the payments, what are the experiences, and now what are the NFTs that can incorporate giving the best possible experience a guest can can have. And, and they'll pay a lot of money for it because they want to feel good about where they're spending their money and how they feel when they leave your facility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think for us, we're doing something that no one has ever done, right? No one. I mean, there's not a single person, but that's what Tesla did many years ago. And now what do you see? around all electric vehicles i mean they just got funded i i think this i just heard the news today about different states got funded uh to put up ev charging stations on highways you know so i mean this is gonna happen i mean crypto nft web3 all this stuff is not going in there's the evolution of the web again it's part two it happened in 2020 with google microsoft apple all those people and the dot-com era. So here we go. Fire it up. Nestor? Definitely fire it up. Um, so there's there's two uh, talking points here. There's crypto and there's NFTs. Um, with crypto, easy, like you, you, you nailed on the head, easy transactions uh, made faster, odd avoidance, and it's, there's, the list goes on and on and on. And then you have the NFT side of things, which makes it more immersive. Um, when you're traveling to, to hotels, you usually just go there, you sit at the front desk, you get your key card and you go to the hotel and you're just like, all right, what am I do next? Go pool, go floor, whatever it may be. But with NFTs, it makes it so much more immersive. You go into that hotel, like Brian was saying, and, and you see your, your NFT that you bought on emojis or fitness or whoever else, and you're like, wow, like I, I own that. It's on the screen. That's so cool. And then you get to see all these extra perks and benefits that come with the NFT. And then even a step further than that, you could, if you're somebody who's traveling and your room is the NFT, you could then resell that room to somebody else coming in and the hotel keeps their revenue. And that person who booked the hotel can then reap some reward from it. So it's creating a whole immersive experience that not a lot of hotels or any hotel thinking of currently and by implementing nfts in any way shape or form into your current business model it's going to give you that that step ahead of it amongst everybody else because there's endless of avenues you can go with just implementing an infrastructure around crypto yeah absolutely thank you nestor one yeah the, the uh this is probably my second favorite article number one was of course the one where they talk about ev hotel of course that was number one but <laughs> the two things that stood out was the first thing was how they're mitigating the volatility of crypto right by working with worldline switzerland uh that's pretty much enabling them to convert the currency on the spot right so they're not getting caught with like uh, 
a situation where they they sold it for less and bought it for more, right? And then the second thing that stood out was really, and I think big shout out to Namesh because I know one of our first franchisees is is, is watching. And so one, I was talking to him about this, and I think the reason why crypto is the future is because it's going to create a global platform for hotels. And, and what do I mean by that? Okay, right now hotels are very regional, right? And what I mean by regional is this: if you were to look at the booking from a percentage in the U.S., odds are they're probably booking from the U.S., right? People when the they book because of the currency, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have business partners in Mexico. So you're talking about the right now the conversion rate is $1 for 20 pesos, right? So let's say you were going to stay here in the U.S. and pay $100 a night. Now, if you're in Mexico and you want to do that same trip and come to the U.S., it's going to cost you 2,000 pesos a night. So now you're talking about a $500 stay here in America is costing you 10,000 pesos in that country. You're not going to take that trip. Again, very regional. Crypto, what's cool about it, it kind of labels out the playing field because if you have a certain amount of ethereum in dubai a certain amount of ethereum in australia if you have a certain amount of ethereum in, in france when you come to eb hotel in phoenix arizona downtown sixth street and van buren you're going to have the same amount of crypto you're not going to like uh go here and, oh man that the dollar is weaker than the euro so now or euro and you're like i have less money as opposed to with crypto doesn't matter what the conversion is it's still the same whether it's in dubai or phoenix so i think that's the biggest takeaway about what you're doing ken is you're allowing essentially people from all over the world to travel to your hotel because they know that they don't have to go there and worry about converting the the, the rate to that exchange for that trip right and so I think, yeah. I, that's what i love about this article it just further validates uh your great uh vision it's always about the team and that's what wraps this show up um Appreciate everyone, Brian J. Esposito, Karina Burren, Juan Chavez, Nestor Lamas. Uh, thank you guys for being here. We're going to see you guys next week. Thank you for making this the number one hospitality show on YouTube. As always, stay safe. And one last thing I want to also state out there, for everybody in the state of Florida, we hope that you guys stay safe that you guys are well and, you know, we wish you the best. I know it's a tough time and especially for a bunch of our friends and a bunch of our EV, well, our actually one EV hotel franchisee in Tampa, that's also a firefighter. He's been working 48 hours straight. So thank you for all your dedication and all your hard work. And we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Thank you. Thank you.